Welcome back everybody to the greatest moment of the week because you're listening to The Brink. Then want to say that speaking into the microphone? The Brink. Thank you very much. Hello everybody. Welcome back to another episode where everybody's pumped and excited to be recording and so thrilled to be having a microphone in front of the face that they're actually playing a game on their phone <laughs> and not actually paying attention. Um, hello Mallory. Welcome back. Hello Ben. Thank you for having me back. You're welcome. How has your week been? Good. Good. Yep. Yep. That's about it. Yep. Been yep. working. Been working. How? I want to ask you straight off the the bandwagon. That's not the right saying, but whatever. Um, what did you think of the Loki's? Well, <laughs> they happened. That microphone again is there. They happened. Yes. That that's that's it. That's all you think of them. Yep. Were you were you excited? Were you pumped? Were you glad to have witnessed this in your life to say that you have experienced watching Australian television's Night of Nights? Not particularly. No, no. no. You weren't thrilled about your beloved Grant Denyer winning the Gold Logie. I was not. I thought you wanted him to. Win. Although that was pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. What else yeah. did you witness? You witnessed uh, Julia Morris singing in a variety of different costumes and stuff, which was interesting. True. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That happened. Did did all your predicted winners uh win? Uh the the family feud guy won. Yep, but I don't think you predicted him last week to win, did you? I have no idea who I predicted last week to win. Yep. Alright. Cool. Um what else happened? Um we're gonna hear a bit about Canada Day. Uh, shortly, um, but your is that the first time you've ever celebrated Canada Day outside of Canada? I think I've been in the states for Canada Day before. Right. Yeah. And you then experienced July four in the states, or I don't know. You don't know. Um, you're very exciting this week, aren't you? So exciting, am I? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Nothing else you want to mention in this section? Nope. Alrighty. <laughs> We wanted to do at least one segment today, given that it is July the 1st, well at least at the time of recording this, it is Canada Day, and we're going to do eventually on this episode a test for certain Canadians, but we are currently sitting in the Pig and Whistle in downtown Brisbane, where we are consuming Canada Day goodies such as the greatest thing in the world, poutine, pierogies, drive and try jet. But uh, the one, the only Canadian, Mallory Forster's here. Hello, Mallory. Hello, Ben. Thank you for having me. For you're welcome for hosting, depending on how you want to look at it. Happy Canada today. Mmm. She has a mouthful of fry. Um, there's a lot of Canadian goodness around here. There's um, a lot of hockey jerseys, hats, Canada tops. Now we're practicing. So we're going to be doing a poutine blog eventually. So we're practicing with this one. And comes to the conclusion, has good cheese, good gravy, but the fries are pretty rubbish. And particularly the fry I just had there, it still tasted half frozen, so. It's like they've just rushed out the fries, which is disappointing, but, I mean, it's still good to have poutine. I agree. And I'm about to try a pierogi in a minute, but do days like today make you miss Canada? Yeah. Yeah. What does one usually do? on Canada Day? Have like a barbecue, go to the fireworks in the evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're playing lots of Canadian music. I hear Brian Adams again. We've had Alanis Morissette, Katie Lang, Celine Dion. Loverboy. 
lover boy who we learned a Canadian. Uh, no Justin Bieber yet. No, no Biebs. No. Um, but we're going to have some fun on... Let's try a pierogi. Hmm. It's pretty good. And Mallory loves her vodka Red Bull. I do. So much. We saw Jurassic World again today, so that was very Canadian. Um, but yes, happy Canada Day on Canada Day whilst we consume food. And we will have more Canadian goodness at some point in this episode. Time for me to press a button and you to get nostalgic. As we flash things back. And it's exciting today because we get to start a new best of. We get to go back to the year that was 2012. Everybody's favourite year that the London Olympics were on. I want to start off with an introduction. Basically, this is how we put out the best of 2012 CD with the introduction. in the world. It's time for the sun to come up, the birds to start singing, and the radio airwaves to get electric. For it's Friday morning, and that can only mean one thing. So put the cat down, zip your fly up, and tell your mum you're sick, as your diary just became full of the most exciting and brinkalicious action that is happening anywhere right now. It's The Brink, live on Edge Radio 99.3 FM. Over to the studio. And over to your face, Trevor. Thank you very much, and welcome to another edition of The Brink right here on Edge Radio 99.3 FM. It is the 17th of February 2012, Ben speaking to you and these two gentlemen in front of me about to speak. One is wearing a lovely black jacket with a pink pig in his hand and the other is wearing a tissue that I would like to wipe my bottom on. It is Josh and Sam. Welcome, boys. Good morning, Ben. Might I just add, it is not a tissue. It is a lovely New South Wales Blues jersey from the 2010 state of origin. And just like New South Wales, Josh is going to be losing hard today because it is a big show. We've got lots of stuff coming your way. We've got guests. We've got everything and stuff we're going to poke and bring in. Sick at Samuel. Yes, and speaking of New South Wales, I think the Sarge, he's got something to say about New South Wales this morning. Oh. And Queensland. And, oh, both of them. Whoa. But stay, it, stay tuned for that. Well, and if you've got something else to say about New South Wales or Queensland, or as anywhere else for that matter of fact, 042733... I've gone blank. Four, double, three, That's six. It. I, was, I got blank. You said then. it about a hundred times. <laughs> I know. I was like, it's written in front of him like 40 let's, people. Let's, let's try that again. Let's try that again. We'll edit that out. Okay, ready? If you have anything to say about New South Wales or Queensland, text in 0427 and we will read it on air. If you want to text us in the number, you can do that. We also had sort of a surprise guest in the form of uh, the legendary tennis player, Maria Sharapova, here's how that turned out. Ben, Ben, before we go on, we yes. should mention a couple of big topics. You probably. should, you should. One, none other than Maria Sharapova has made it through to the Australian Open Grand Final. She's mm-hmm. grunted her way through. She has, she has. And I think we've actually got her on the line now, Oh, ben. really? Yes. I wasn't expecting phone. this. 
Well, would you like to ask her a question? Um, it's now, uh, we've got the connection up. Okay, then. Uh, Maria, thank you for very much uh, for joining us at this late stage. I wasn't aware you were going to be on the show today. Ah! Oh, oh well, thank that's That's fine. Now, tell us, Maria, how are you feeling ahead of the Australian Open tomorrow night, the final? Ah! <laughs> this is a very masculine-sounding grunt there, Maria. Uh, final look, we don't have a lot of time at the moment. We'll no doubt talk to you throughout the show. But um, are you confident that you can go in and win another Grand Slam? Thank you very much, Maria. I'm sure we'll talk to her throughout the show. Interesting, Sam. You, uh, you didn't tell me that. I'm very, I'm surprised. Well, I've just got, I've got a phone number in my phone. Oh, really? No, Biggie. D- does your wife know about this? <laughs> oh no, no, Biggie. It's all right. <laughs> Can I get a phone number? <laughs> It's just, it's just, it's just Maria. Don't worry about it. Yeah, there was lots of loud noises going on there. As always, we had fail and no fail going on big guns throughout 2012. Here is a snippet of the best bits of fail and no fail in 2012. Fail or no fail. I love this segment. It was beautiful. This segment just makes me Byron-esque. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't know. What, what's on the agenda this week? Josh, we've got lots. We've got a, a New York federal judge has ordered a pet product company to stop airing a cat litter commercial that unfairly seeks supremacy over a competitor. Now, I'm not too sure about this one because don't all ads do that? Gee, it looks like we're seeing a bit of a cat fight over this one. I'll tell you what, when, when I was in New South Wales as a, as a missionary, we would go to a certain pizza store that does not exist here in Tasmania. It's called Eagle Boys. And they had an like a poster at the front of their their thing, and it has a, like a their pizza box, and then in it is a blurred out Domino's pizza box, right? Saying we our pizzas are bigger and better. One thing I've noticed when you go to America, um, here in Australia, ads will turn around and say we are better than other competitors, blah blah blah. They never mention brand names in America. They like to mention brand names, so they turn around and say. Our fast food restaurant chain is so much better than fast food chain B because we uh, kick their butts in food. So this to me is nothing unusual. I say no fail because it's in America and it's just cat litter. Who cares? That's all right. Who cares? Who cares? What else have we got? Student puts de- puts own painting in National Museum. That's that's fair. That's it. Director of a major museum says it was a witty artistic happening. That makes no sense. When a student secretly hung his own painting in the museum. That's fair. No fail. I'd do it. What do you reckon? Fail. Why is it fail. a fail, Sam? Ah, oh, it's cheap. Cheap? cheap. Art yeah. is subjective. It's too, it's too arty for me. Too arty? I think, yeah. I think it's... Uh, hey, he, he showed initiative. I reckon it was more capitalist than arty. Oh, oh, yeah. big words coming from Josh over there. I think, I think the guy who did it was... Just a, an idiot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Mother in central China has given birth to a seven-kilo baby, possibly the largest newborn in the country's record books. Seven kilos? That's, uh, that's huge! Not a baby human, by the way. That- baby, baby whale. <laughs> <laughs> now, now with, I'm, I'm, I'm not sounding racist when I say this, but Chinese are generally small people. So for a seven-kilo baby to be born in China... That's that's heavier than most adult Chinese men. Exactly. That's huge. <laughs> He's a whopper. That's uh that's a no fail because that mother that mother's a legend for uh for getting that out. 
Exactly. Yeah. No. No fail for me. That's uh, that would that would have been a big effort. Kim. Yes. No. No. No fail. No fail. <laughs> no, no fail. All right. Well, I, I like this. Uh, this next one. A three-year-old McDonald's chicken McNugget said to resemble George Washington has sold on eBay for eight thousand one hundred dollars. Now. Who has $8,100 laying around to buy a three-year-old chicken McNugget? Oh, I really don't know. <laughs> they, must have, they must have either been a big fan of George Washington or a big fan of chicken McNuggets. Uh, no, I'm just looking at the picture on... It was probably Ronald. It was probably Ronald himself. <laughs> probably McDonald's and brought Ronald it McDonald. back. Meow. We might have found the world's least original name, but he's got bigger problems. There's a, a cat. His name's... Hello Kitty, and he's 18 <laughs> kilos. He's the world's fattest cat. 18 kilos for a cat. 18, and I'm looking at this picture of him, and, um, yeah, he's fat. He, uh, yeah, he's fat. <laughs> that's, that's not a cat, that's a monster. It's <laughs> not a monster, that's a, that's a slug. It's like a, a slug with fur. Uh, 18 kilos for a cat. Now, I feel sorry for this poor cat. I'd say, I'd say, no fail on the basis that, is it really the cat's fault? The cat can't walk up to a cupboard and go, I want a biscuit. It's up to the owner to stop feeding it. My mum, we've got a, my mum has a dog that's, it's a fat lump. She really is. And one time she said, I'm going to put her on a diet. And she's getting fatter. So it's it's the responsibility of the owner. Well, I heard that this cat has been sneaking out at night time. And going down and getting a Big Mac at McDonald's. Just <laughs> yeah, rocking up in his catmobile. Yeah. I'm a Big Mac, thanks. Because <laughs> cats can talk now. Um, yeah, no fail, because I feel sorry for the poor thing. I'm going fail. <laughs> fat, fat cats? <laughs> Australia says no. <laughs> Put him the, on only, the only fat cats we want are politicians. <laughs> Are you going to say that to Larry Giddens when she comes on? I don't think you will. So I've got some sad news, Sam. Remember the other week we reported on, um, uh, was it Meow, the 13-kilo cat? Oh, yes. And we ended up singing about it. He unfortunately passed away during the week. There was a story on uh, the same website, and unfortunately, right? uh, Meow, the big fat cat, died. So oh, dear, dear. Our thoughts and prayers are with his family at this stage, and um, yeah. I would hate to be there to bury him. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, they'd have to get a pretty serious grave digger for that cat. Uh, fail for um, being a bit mean there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was a fat cat. Uh, You've got to be straight about these things. It was a fat cat. Or they'd have to get a big rubbish bin. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember when my chook died, Brownie. Uh, so, oh, I'll just put him in the bin. <laughs> I've put him in the bin. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> This is you. I, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, I don't know how much it... Somebody uh, bought a piece of poo by Kylie Minogue. Her actual poo. Uh, it didn't actually say how much it's gone for. Victor uh, Vind, the last Tuesday Society, actually bought uh, a stool sample from Kylie Minogue. Um... Yeah, no, I think that's a perfect way to end that segment. What? No, seriously. Come on, I'm not that obsessed that I would buy a poo no. from my celebrity no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? What possesses you? I mean, what would you do with You'd that? You'd have to be a real... Yeah. What What would you... Like, would you come over to your house? Hi, I'm a massive Kylie Minogue fan. Here's a gold really? record. Really? And what was Kylie Minogue? <laughs> Where was she? Yeah. Like, how did they get... 
That's the thing. Poo. Does she like have to worry now every time she goes to the toilet that she's got to make sure it's flushed down properly? I mean, is there somebody right. just hanging outside? Does she think she's too good to flush the toilet? <laughs> really? Well, maybe it's just a weird charity <laughs> drive by Kylie. You know, she's just like, I know, I could sell my poo on eBay. If I if I was like mega mega famous, which I mean, let's face it, in some parts of the world I am, but I mm. I would sell everything of mine. You know, I mean, if I had Brad Pitt status. I would be like, okay, I'm bored. I want to make an extra million dollars. Cut off a bit of my hair, put it on eBay. Yeah. You know, oh, here's my chewing gum. I'll oh, put it on eBay. You know, what I mean? <laughs> people would buy it. Come on, uh, but not poo. That's crossed the line. Um, <laughs> you got to think if it's legit though. Some of it. Oh, well, Do you reckon? There's actually a picture of this uh, person in oh, a jar. This um, is disgusting. <laughs> but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, what would you show that on your shelf? Here's a picture of my mum. He's got it in his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Next to his bed. Night, night, Kylie. Night, Kylie. <laughs> given that 2012 was an Olympic year, of course, there was always going to be commentary happening in 2012 at some point. This is how Tali and myself commentated some Olympic action back in 2012. Yes, everyone, welcome to the Product Centre here in London. And uh, thank you for everyone joining us for Granada TV and joining my co-commentator, Tali Latiak. Tali, welcome to the Quad. I'm about to see the Canadians do a great routine here. Yes, I'm very excited. I think they've got a lot of potential. It's a good up-and-coming team, so I think they're going to do very well. Starting off here with a bit of a no to Canadian ice hockey here, and they've, they've pulled the friends in here. Look at this. Isn't this brilliant with their hockey helmets and their sticks? Tali, it's really going to get some extra points. It's, I think it will. It's like a really good homage to their culture. As you can see here, a bit of fighting here into the pool. Now, I like that. They're going to get some extra points for that uh, diving in the water as we see into their open routine. Ah, yes, into the scissor kicks. Now, if they turn, extra points. Oh, no, they haven't. They've just mixed up one of the entries there, a deduction of point two. But this is what we like to call the take the skate off and chop your neck off routine. And one of the the biggest difficulties in synchronised swimming is to get this perfect. As you can see here... Uh, Marie's uh, definitely a bit behind her teammate Alicia. Yeah. Disappointing for the Canadians. Yes, but see their elevation out of the water. It's really, they have been working on it. And I was speaking to one of the girls earlier and she said that that was definitely their focus. So they're definitely showing good potential. They've just got to keep it up for the rest of the routine because they do tend to fatigue at the end. But they've just got to keep that energy going. A bit of the dance music mm. here now and the screaming you can hear is Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper. He loves his synchronised swimming. But as we move now into the stand, the Cup Finals, as you can hear the ice hockey node right there. Now, this is the Sydney Crosby. I'm going to score a goal and win gold in Vancouver. But the synchronisation a little bit off there, and that can cost it as they move into the Gretzky double back flip. And, Tali, they, they pulled this off well in training, and they've just missed out there again. Deduction of point two again. They, they're not going to be happy with themselves after that. You know, they're putting in a lot of effort. Oh, here comes an extra. Oh, that's Barack Obama. That's nice that he's managed to get into the Canadian routine. I didn't realise he was there. Loves his synchro swimming too. And they've got the sticks here. Now, this is interesting, the props. Now, I'm not too aware of props in uh, synchronised swimming, but yes. this works out well for them. It's added a different, a different like, dynamic to the With routine. the feet too. Now, that is something you don't see often. That's a bit controversial. I think that that move there just said that the Rangers are, like, just an inferior team. Mm. Doesn't sit well with Tali. No. And oh, the ball through the legs. Now, that is a good move. That could put them ahead of the Ukrainians, which, as we know, Ukrainians synchronised swimming yep. equals gold. And the little yep. flip of the feet there, that is brilliant. And That's Stephen Harper going off there. He liked that routine. They waved to the crowd. A good way to end it with the feet flip. Yes. 
Now, uh, what were your thoughts there on that tail as we take a look at some of the highlights? Um, definitely no two-minute penalties for that routine. It was very good, very dynamic. Um, I just, uh, the synchronicity was off in places, and I think that that's, they're really going to want to work on that moving forward. But, you know, the crowd seems to love it. Stephen Harper just is just go going off. I didn't know a man could scream that well. Now, as uh, we see the replay there, that was the ball through the legs. That, I think, will get them some points. But that was the mistake right there, as you can yeah. see, the leg over the top there. And the fact that she can bend her arm that way to 90 degrees is brilliant as uh, they line up there and wait for the judges score. Now it's interesting to note their the teammates here that they've got here as part of the extras. Um, that is actually the New York Rangers, Talia. I don't oh, know if you were aware of that. Yes. Off season, they had done oh, much to do. They don't have anything to do. No, so the Rangers wave for the crowd and of course everyone in Granada would be familiar with the New York Rangers. And we see the scores coming up there. Oh, high marks there, an 8.2 there from the Colombians, a 6.7 from Kazakhstan, that's to be expected. And, uh, oh, a 9.3 from Germany gives them an overall score here of uh, 94.62. Don't ask me how the maths work and they got such a high score. That's just how it works in gross swimming. So they move into the gold medal position, but, of course, we still have the uh, the Russians, the Spanish and the uh, the Chinese competitors, and weren't they looking well in training, Charlie? They were. That was amazing. Absolutely. It was like they were the one person. It really was. Absolutely. That is, of course, all here for the uh, the Aquatic Centre. Right now, we're going to take a break and uh, let's see what's happening on Granada tonight. We'll go back to the studio. Apparently, I like to say the words 2012 a lot, but uh, happy that we've moved on to another best of with uh, lots of new and fun memories to bring you. Well, we're back and apparently we've got nothing to talk about this week, but I was going to try and give this one a Canada Day quiz, which uh, the one that I tried to find, apparently I can't read anymore because according to the website... I read my free article for the week. So I've found another one now, which this one is, I think, harder than the other one. Oh, no. The other one, I even I knew some of them. This one's bloody ridiculous. So um, are you ready for this? I don't think so. should mention that it was Canada Day during the week, July 1st, for those playing at home. Uh, you did hear a snippet of us eating poutine before. All right, number one. I'm not going to go through all these questions because there is literally 100 questions, and I'm not going through all 100. Um... In 1535, which famous European explorer started... Can you not breathe into the microphone? Thank you very much. Uh, charted the St. Lawrence River with assistance from native peoples and claimed the region for France. Was it Henry Hudson, Cardinal Richelieu, Samuel D. Champlain, or Jacques Cartier? Either Cartier or Hudson. Right, I think so- Hudson. So if I click on it, it doesn't tell me the answer straight away, so that's a bit stupid, isn't it? Um, so if I click Submit, uh, okay, it does the answer. Uh, it was the Cartier dude, so I put that one for you. Uh, what was the main trade controlled by the Hudson Bay Company? Lumber, fur, cod, or textiles? Fur. Fur, the correct answer on that one, of course, is everybody in this country knows it is, was, of course, fur. Well done. Uh, Alright, that one's the... Jesus, some of these questions. What was Ottawa's original name? Was it Bytown, York, Sekirk, or London? Can you read through the options again? Bytown, Sekirk, York, or London? Um... How is... Is Sekirk... Is not... Uh, it's actually Selkirk. It is Selkirk. Okay. Um, I feel like I should know this. I want it to be Selkirk, but I'm pretty sure Selkirk is farther west. 
It's not Selkirk. Which one was it? Oh, you want to guess or? Um, London. Nope. By town. Oh, By never town. Never would have gotten that one. Uh, in which city was the first Parliament of the United Canada's located? Was it Toronto, Montreal, Kingston, or Ottawa? I'd assume Ottawa. You would assume Ottawa. You would assume incorrectly. It was Kingston. Oh, that's really random. Yes, it is. Kingston is like a little town. Um, let's see here. What else have we got? Some of these questions. Uh, yep. Uh, nope. Do you do you know much about Lord Dunham? Um, no. Nope. I'm pretty sure we studied him in socials. What was the name of the route used by fleeing American slaves to get to Canada? Was it the Underground Railroad, yep. the Oregon Trail, the Invisible Path, or the Trail of Tears? It was the Underground Railroad. The Railroad. Underground Railroad is correct. Okay then. Um, Did you know that? No, I didn't even That's know that like thing. a really well-known one. What native food coming from the Cree word for fat or grease was a mainstay of the fur trading diet? Beaver tails, poutine, beef jerky, or pemmican? I'm going to say pemmican, but if it's not, then it's definitely jerky. It's pemmican. What is pemmican? That's an answer that I should know, but I don't off the top of my head. I might be... It's some sort of dried something, I'm sure. Okay. Until 1994, what was Canada's sole national sport? Lacrosse, hockey, canoeing, or rugby? Hockey. Lacrosse. Oh, really? There you go. Um, so, um, let's see here. Which Canadian hockey star was so beloved... That his suspension caused a riot. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Henry Ricard, Maurice Ricard, Jean Bellevue. I'm going to go with Gretzky, but I might be wrong. Maurice Ricard. Okay. You Canadians love to riot with your hockey, don't you? <laughs> uh, which of the following was not invented by Canadians? The automobile, the zipper, the IMAX movie system... Or standard time zones? I would have guessed this one. I would have guessed it correctly. Time zones? The automobile. Oh. That, that, I think that's a French invention. Um, which teams... I actually think I might know this one. Which teams played in the last all-Canadian Stanley Cup final? Oh, I won't know this one. Is it Toronto and Montreal? <laughs> we know it's not Toronto. Uh, Edmonton and Calgary. Toronto and Edmonton. Or Montreal and Calgary. I'd say Montreal, Calgary. I'm pretty certain it's Edmonton and Calgary, and I would be incorrect. It was Montreal and Calgary. You just said that, didn't you? I did. Because um, I think, uh, did Calgary lose one after they won one? Mm, interesting. Uh, all right, a few more of these. Let's see here. Who composed the music to the Canadian National Anthem? Sir John A. MacDonald, Calixa Lavalille, Robert Charbois, or Gordon Lightfoot? Charbois. I want to go with Lightfoot just because he's got a cool name. Uh, no, Calixa Laville. Laville, Laville <laughs> the other one. Um, yep. All right. Um, well, you should know this one. What was the popular name given to the 1972 Canada-Soviet Union Hockey Series? Was it the Cold War, the Summit Series, the Canada Cup, or the Frozen Final? The Canada Cup? Summit Series. Nope. Which hockey team has won more Stanley Cups than any other? The Toronto Maple Leafs, Edmonton Oilers, Calgary Flames, or the Montreal Canadiens? I'd say the Canadians. You are correct. 
I don't even need to look at the answer. Uh, what Inuit stone landmark serves as the logo for the 2010 Vancouver Inukshuk. Winter Olympic Games? Uh, you said the Inukshuk. You would be correct. Uh, which province is officially bilingual? Officially bilingual. Ontario. Quebec, Ontario, Manitoba, or New Brunswick? You going to say Ontario? Oh, I'm second guessing myself. I'll go with Ontario still. It's New Brunswick. That was my second guess when you said Interesting. It. So Quebec is not a final league. No, Quebec would only say that their language is French. Which province has the highest number of bilingual Canadians? Is it Quebec? Ontario. Ontario, Manitoba, or New Brunswick? Oh, uh, now I want to say New Brunswick. Wait, highest population? Who, which, which has got the most? Ontario. It's Quebec. Really? Yeah. There you hmm. go. Quebecois. Um, what song is Canada's national anthem? The night they drove old Dixie down, God it's Save the Canada. Queen, Maple <laughs> Leaf Forever, or O Canada. Maple Leaf Forever. I didn't yeah, know that no, was a I, I was going to go with the night they drove old Dixie down. <laughs> what a great national anthem. That is during the Olympics. The night they drove old Dixie. I don't actually know what that song I've is. I've never heard that song. Um, okay, then. Let's see here. Name two countries with which Australia was at war with during the Second World War. China and Australia. Italy and Japan. I hope it's I hope it's China and Australia. Italy and Japan, Germany and Russia, France and Austria. Okay, wait, why did this suddenly turn to Australia? It, it's just asking what countries were Canada officially at war with. You said Australia and I got really confused. China and Australia is one of the options. Oh, can you reread the question? Because I was thinking about how you started asking me in Australia. Question Name two countries with which with Canada. Yeah, I'm sure Australia. you said okay, Australia. Well, I apologize. <laughs> with which Canada was at war during the Second World War? China and Australia, Italy and Japan, Germany and Russia, France and Austria. Come on, that one's obvious. Germany and someone. No. France and someone. No. Well, Germany and Russia China were on opposing someone? sides. Italy and Japan, because they were both in the axis of you obviously did. I'm pretty sure we declared war upon Japan before the States did. I think you did. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that one, the reason I think that's easy is because, I mean, Italy and Japan were in the axis of evil or whatever it was called. So they, whereas you know, the other ones were, uh, I mean, you wouldn't be at war with us. I don't know what China was doing in World War Two. Germany and Russia were fighting each other, and France and Austria were fighting each other. So, or was Austria and the good guys? Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, whatever. You were wrong. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, some of these questions are weird. Um, These are probably the ones I know. Which? Oh, here we go. I know this one. Uh, which Canadian sprinter could claim to be the world's fastest man after winning the 100-meter dash at the 1996 Olympic Games? Was it Ray Lewis, Michael Johnson, Donovan Bailey, or Ben Johnson? That was the year I was born. So that's not the answer we're looking for? Ben Johnson. He was the one who got found guilty of drugs in 1988? Not Ben Johnson. What were the other options? Don Donovan Bailey, Michael Johnson, or Ray Lewis? I think it's Donovan. Oh, well done. What a guess. Good job. Um, the trophy for the Canadian University Football League is named after a famous war hero. The Grey Cup. Diplomat and Governor General. What is his name? Something grey. It's the college football, the university football. What? Sir Guy Charlton, Georges Varier, Marquesas, Marques, Marquet, Marquet, French word of Lansdowne, or Lord Baying? 
Okay, you have to repeat those. Oh my god, come on. There's like lots of big French words in there. Uh, It's George Varnier. I would have never gotten that. (laughs) Don't make me say big French words. Um, Who was the first Canadian in space? Do you want to guess? Am I not supposed to? Julia Payette, Robert Thirsk, Steve McLean, or Mark Mark Garnier? Hmm. I don't think it was McLean. Maybe it's the woman? Is Mark Garnier a, friend, a woman's name? No. Okay, well, then it's not the your answer you're looking for. Um, speaking of women, um, in 1992, Roberta Bondar became the first Canadian woman to play in the NHL, to be launched into space, to win a Best, o- best Oscar for... to win a Oscar for Best Actress, to become the president of General Motors Canada. Um, it's not the NHL. Correct. It's not the... It's either the space one or GM. I'd go with your first thought there. The space one. Correct. Did you know that? No. (laughs) I mean, yes. Something I learned about the other day. Um, okay... Who was the first U.S. president to visit Canada whilst in office? Abraham Lincoln, James Monroe, Warren Harding, or Franklin D. Roosevelt? Roosevelt or Lincoln. It was Warren Harding. I am wrong. Everyone's favorite president. Um, Okay, then let's do two more here. Um, Hmm... Oh, you know this one. How many provinces and territories does Canada have? 10, 10 11, 12, 13. 13. Correct. Um, one more. Um, these are kind of the... Who is Canada's head of state? Bobby Orr, Stephen Harper, Queen Elizabeth II, Michelle Jean. That's an easy one. The current head of state... That's really easy, that one. Can you repeat the question? Who is... It's... Can- it's the Queen. <laughs> Was the Queen's name in there? Queen Elizabeth II, yeah. I did not hear you say that at all. Um, That's awkward. Yes. Anyway, one more, one more. One more, okay. What... Was the design that Lester Pearson proposed to be adopted as Canada's new flag in 1964? Was it the red and white maple leaf we use today... Three red maple leaves between two borders, a red un- ensign with the fleur de lis, or a red maple leaf inside a blue circle. I'm gonna go with the one that we use today, but I feel like that's wrong. Three red maple leaves between two blue borders. Hmm. There you go. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, they're not exactly. Um, Brown, bro. I don't know how many you got. You got a few. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, a hundred questions here. So, um, yeah. Do you, do you do Can- Can- Canadian history in school? A little bit. What what sort of other history? Really, not that much. No. We don't really like. We don't really have history as a class specifically. Okay. We I I didn't really do history until I basically got to year eleven. I think I chose it. So. Uh, there's a Canada one here to replicate 
um, the citizenship. What is the smallest province in Canada? What's Canada's most popular sport? P. What is the longest river in Hockey. Canada? Uh, the if, Delta? If you think these questions are easy, then you're smarter than 60% of Canadians. Um, no, Fraser River. Fraser. No, oh, hang on. Where do I actually... It doesn't give me the answers. So, okay. So this is only... Oh, 50 questions. We're not going through all these. Um, where would you go if you wanted to see a whale? Alberta, British Columbia, or Saskatchewan? <laughs> That's a really easy question. Yeah, I know that one. I, I pressed British Columbia. Good job. Right. Uh, Mr. means Mr. And BC stands for British Columbia. What does CBC stand for? Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, Council of Broadcasters for Canada, or Canada's Broadcasting Company? The first one. Correct. Your score is 100% so far. Name Canada's highest mountain. Is it Mount Logan in the Yukon? No. Mount Tremblant in Quebec? No. Or Whistler Mountain in BC? Oh. I think it's B. That's what I'd guess. No? I would guess either Whistler or Mount Logan. Whistler um, would be my first choice. Whistler's incorrect. It's Mount Logan. Hmm. There you go. Well, there you go. Look, we're learning stuff here today. If you wanted to see a loon, where would you go? A farm, a lake, or a forest? A lake. Uh, it's a bird, right? Yep. Mr. means Mr. And BC stands for British Columbia. What does MP stand for? Minister's Parliament, Member of Parliament, Minister of Parliament. I don't know. I assume member of parliament. Correct. Name Canada's longest river. You said this before, right? I think it's the Fraser River. Uh, that's what are the options? Not one of my options. Uh, the St. Lawrence River, the Ottawa River, or the Mackenzie River? It's the St. Lawrence River. Uh, no, it's not. What? <laughs> What's the answer? I don't know. You've got two other options. It doesn't tell me until I press the right one. Oh. I'm going to say the Mackenzie. I was correct. I yeah. definitely learned that in school. Um... Okay, I don't know why it says Mr. Beans, Mr. and BC stands for British Columbia. What does RCMP stand for? I know that one. Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Correct. Name Canada's three territories. Yukon, Nunavut, Northwest Territories, Labrador, Nunavut, Northwest Territories, Yukon, Nunavut, and Alaska. Can you do this? It's the first one, right? Yep. There we go. Name Canada's four Atlantic provinces. So Atlantic's the east. Newfoundland, Quebec, Prince Edward Island, Nova Scotia. Quebec, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, Nova Scotia. Newfoundland, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, Nova Scotia. Well, it's not Quebec, because Quebec's not on the Atlantic Ocean. So it has to be Newfoundland, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, and Nova Scotia. Correct. Why am I all of a sudden doing this? When does Canada celebrate its National Day? <laughs> July hmm. 1st. It, if you go to a baby shower, what should you bring? An umbrella, a gift, your baby. Why is this a Canadian thing? This is a worldwide <laughs> thing, isn't know. it? It's a gift, right? Yeah. What is the capital of Saskatchewan? Is it Regina, S Saskatoon, or Edmonton? Regina. Regina. Well, I like saying Regina better than Regina. I think it's Regina. I thought it was Saskatoon. No, you're right. Uh, what is the capital of Wait, Ontario? Did you actually? Yeah, I did. Is the capital of Ontario Ottawa, Toronto, or Hamilton? I know this one. Do you? Toronto. Good job. Did you know that one? I did. Right. Well, name the easternmost province of Canada. Oh, that's a good question. I'm not even going to give you the options on this one. Think about this one. I think it's New Brunswick. It's not one of the options. Okay. <laughs> the Eastern... Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island. I know that those are... 
Oh, uh, New Brunswick stuck out awkwardly. Maybe, I don't know. Those were my next three guesses. Can I have one of them? <laughs> See, I think PEI is close to... No, that's Wrong. not my guess. <laughs> I was talking. What? Uh, it is Newfoundland. Newfoundland. New, Newfoundland. No, that was my next. What are Canada's two official languages? Of course, it's English and Inkukatut. The southernmost point of the mainland of mainland Canada is called Point Pelé. What province is it in? Quebec, Ontario, Nova Scotia. I'd say Nova Scotia. I'd say. I would. Be I want to say Ontario. And you would be correct. Canada is surrounded by three oceans. Name them. The Pacific, Atlantic, and Arctic. Uh, yes, that is an option, and you are correct. Two of Canada's provinces are islands. Name them. P-E-I and... Oh, no. You've either got Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, or New Brunswick. I know. It's not Newfoundland. I can never remember. I think it's Nova Scotia. <laughs> it's Newfoundland. Oh, dang it. What? No, it's not. Well, according to this, it is. Newfoundland and Labrador are attached. Maybe Labrador is a new... I don't know. You can look that up. Well, name the westernmost province of Canada. Alberta, Yukon, or British Columbia. If you can't do this, I'm going to be just... British Columbia. I thought maybe... Oh, anyway. Um... There are two governing bodies in Parliament. Name them. The House of Commons and the Senate. The Senate and the Cabinet. The Cabinet and the House of Commons. <laughs> you read that way too fast. The House of Commons and the Senate. The Senate and the Cabinet. The Cabinet and House of Commons. The third one. Incorrect. What? I thought the Senate was the thing in the States. Uh, we have a Senate in Australia. Oh, that's awkward. I would say the Senate and Cabinet. I would be wrong. House of Commons and the Senate. I know that we have a House of Commons, but I really thought the Senate What is at the centre of the Canadian flag? A hockey stick, a maple leaf, or an oak leaf? I think it's a hockey stick. Correct. Which province is the largest? Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec? Ontario. Nope. Quebec? Correct. Name Canada's prairie provinces. Manitoba, Saskatchewan. Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta. Saskatchewan, Alberta. I know Alberta's one of them. And Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan is the most prairie out of all. But is Manitoba considered one? See, I think I would consider Manitoba one before I would consider Alberta one. Well, all three of them are Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta. Uh, Victoria is the capital of which province? You tell me. Manitoba. No. Mr. Means Mr. and BC stands for British Columbia. What does CIC stand for? Canadian Immigration and Citizenship, Citizens and Immigrants Canada. Citizenship and Immigration Canada. I have absolutely no idea. It is, of course, the beloved Citizen and Immigration Canada. The Queen is one side of a nickel. What is on the other side? A beaver, a bird, a ship. Okay, wait, a nickel? A nickel. A, what was A beaver, a, beaver, a, a bird, bird, or a, or a ship. ship? Um, it's the beaver. It is correct. Because the bird is the loony, what? and the... Ship is a dime. What is a mayor? A leader of a territory, leader of a provincial government department, leader of a city or a municipality. 
Why are these questions? It's not even remotely Canadian. I hate political questions. What colour are the bears in Nenevit? Brown, black, white. White. None of it. None of it? None of it. White is correct. None of it. Name Canada's three largest cities by population in order. Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. Correct. Name the world-famous waterfall in southern Ontario. Virginia Falls, Montmorency Falls, Niagara Falls. Well, we know that one. What is a canoe? A type of boat, a type of clothing, a type of house. Yep. What province has the largest population? Quebec, Ontario, British Columbia. Ontario. Correct. What is the most popular sport in Canada? Curling, golf, or ice hockey? Correct. <laughs> what province is famous as a potato-growing province? Saskatchewan, Alberta, Prince Edward Island. Do you know the answer to this? Nope. Uh, Idaho. I think. <laughs> it's America. It's Saskatchewan. I think. Nope. Is it PEI? Yep. What province is the smallest in area? Newfoundland, Prince Edward Island, New Brunswick. Do you know this one? Is it I Prince actually, Edward Island? Yeah. Correct. Uh, what is the polar bear capital of the world? Inuvik Northwest Territories, Churchill, Manitoba, Iqaluit, Nanavut. I'm going to say it's Nanavut one. I'd say Nanavut as well. No, it's not. Oh, is it Northwest Territories then? No, it's not. <laughs> what? Is Churchill, Manitoba. Manitoba. Yeah, I can talk to Colin about that. Really? Yeah. Is the weather for if the weather? What? If the weather is forecast with thunder and lightning, what should you bring? Your warmest coat, your raincoat, your sunglasses. It's <laughs> <laughs> the most Canadian question I've ever asked. <laughs> um, your sunglasses, obviously. Correct. Which province produces the most oil? Saskatchewan, Alberta. Newfoundland, Alberta. Oh, is it Edmonton Oilers? That's the thing. The Queen is on one side of the penny. What is on the other side? Vines, a garden, maple leaves. Maple, maple leaves. leaves, isn't it? Yay, I was right. It's been a long time since I've looked at a penny. Somebody gave you a toonie, three quarters, a nickel, two dimes, and a penny. How much did they give you? Three dollars and one cent. Jesus, look at you, laddie up. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to get to the freaking options. Jesus Christ, can you not lean on the recorder? There's no one, Sorry. Not that anyone's listening to this anyway. <laughs> what province outside of Quebec contains the most people who speak French at home? I think I know this one because I think Colin's told me about this. So, which province outside of Quebec contains the most people who speak French? Alberta. Ontario, New Brunswick, or Manitoba? I want to say... I think it's Manitoba, according to what Colin's told me. <sighs> See, I always think it's, it's not Ontario. Manitoba. Colin's told me the wrong answer. <laughs> it's Ontario. Uh, yes, it is. See, it's interesting, because Ontario has, like, full French towns as well. But so does Alberta. Like, one of my teachers in high school was from a French town in Alberta. Like, French was his... Native tongue, not English. Right. And well, Alberta is, like, in the West, just to clarify. I know where Alberta is. Oh. My beloved Calgary Flames are from Alberta. I like Alberta. You don't like Alberta. What? Uh, Alberta's up there is my top two favorite provinces. And BC is your other one, right? It's Ontario. What You've me- never been to BC, have you? I've been to Vancouver. That's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there for two days, and I also transferred there on the way through to... Alaska. This upsets me. What meat do most Canadians eat for Thanksgiving dinner? Turkey. Turkey, beef, or chicken? It is, of course, chicken. What year 
did Canada become a country? 1786, 1876, 1867. It has to be 1867, right? Because it was 150 last year. Correct. Uh, what are the three levels of government in Canada? Judicial, executives, and legislative, federal, provincial, and territorial, federal, provincial, territorial, and municipal. I'm going to say C. I thought it was B. No, I was right. You were wrong. Oh. Uh, <laughs> All right. If it is 10 a.m. in Ontario, what time is it in Newfoundland? 11, 11.30, 10. Mm. Newfoundland's the east, right? Yeah, it's later. 11. No, I was wrong. 11.30. 11.30. Correct. Uh, if the weather is overcast on July 15, what should you bring? Your sunglasses. A bottle of water. <laughs> sunglasses. No, it's not sungrill. It's, not, it's, it's, it's umbrella. <laughs> What is produced on a dairy farm? Um, <laughs> Maple syrup, milk, milk. milk products, or eggs? Eggs. It's milk products, you dumb bum. If you go skidooing, what do you need? Ski skidooing. Boots, a Skis. bathing, a bathing ski. suit, bathing suit. <laughs> Skis? No, boots. No. Can you repeat the question? It's no. <laughs> if you go skidooing, ski do It's one word. It's really awkward the way you say it, but now I can't figure out how I would say it. But, like, there's no dash in it. Like, if there was a dash, like a hyphen, I would say ski doing. It's spelt one word. Mm-hmm. Skidooing. That's how you spell Ski doing. I don't know. What do you need? Skis, boots, a bathing. What is ski doing? Skidooing. It's, skidooing. um. Skidooing. Ski doing. <laughs> Please stop. You're confusing my brain. Um. Oh, shoot. You know that thing that you people do on water with the little boat things? Um, boat? Boating? No, 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 not boats. <laughs> oh, what are those called? Jet skis? Yes. It's jet skis in the snow. Right. That's... So instead of... Oh, like, like on James Bond. Oh, yeah, instead of a one. propeller, it's basically on skis. Yeah. Um, you haven't seen that James Bond one, but yes, there is a James Bond one where they do that. Mr. Means Mr. And BC means <laughs> <in> British Columbia. <laughs> What does PEI stand for? Yeah, it's Prince Edward Island. Okay, you do know this. And the final question. Wow, we've went 50 of these. Name the two largest federal political parties in Canada. 2009. 2009. The Conservative Party and the Green Party. The Liberal no, Party and, and the Conservative liberal, Party. Liberal. The New Democratic Party and the Liberal Party. Yeah, that one. Uh, no, it's not. Is it Conservative? And oh, liberal? Yes, and Liberal? Correct. Interesting. You got 79%. It's difficult because that was 2009, and I was, how old was I in 2009? Like 13. Um, well, 13 as well. Uh, so, well done. How do you feel about being Canadian right now? Pretty good. I clearly could pass the citizenship test if you need more than 75%. Can you sing me the national anthem? Remember that time I said that thing about inventing the horse? <laughs> I bring that up again. Um, all right, we'll come back. Why did you bring it up again? It is another week where we have managed to find a man who makes people sing about Jesus being all right for him. Or them, or something about boxes and bow ties. I don't know. His name is Josh, and he's with me now. Joshua Shoebridge, welcome back to La Brink. Thank you, La Ben. La Ben. 
La Ben. La Ben. La Ben. Like La Bamba. <laughs> La Ben. La Ben. Um, that's, La Ben. Uh, interesting. I don't know. Why are we doing that? That's just crap. Uh, well, welcome to the brink. That's generally our motto. What uh, has been <laughs> going on in Josh Land in the last couple of weeks since we last had you on? Oh, not much. Just, um, you know, footy. Footy. <laughs> uh, kids. Kids. You had some more, <laughs> did you? No. no, it feels like it's not. You days. did you, yeah, Alex? Alex, no, no, Gabriel, yeah, turned. He turned two mm. in eight days, and I, yeah, I, I did see on my news feed my time hop uh, a couple of days ago that it was a two years since I ventured off on that little expedition. So, um, yeah, that was when I was in your fair neck of the woods. So is that commemoration day where you basically sit down and look around and go, oh, yeah, not only was he born, but Ben left on this day two years ago? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, we... Well, screw yeah. you then. <laughs> uh... <laughs> that, that, that's a big no on my end there, Ben. That's my feelings. Um, I do have to ask, though, you, I believe saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom in the last couple of weeks, as yes. I did. Yes, I did. And I have to ask you, yes, Joshua Shoebridge, uh, how did you, what did you think of the fifth instalment in the franchise? See, see I find this quite a loaded question, because usually, usually we discuss movies like prior to us like hitting the record button mm-hmm. and all that. I know, shock horror listeners. But um, we haven't done it for this one. No. And we haven't done our usual, like, when, I, just to give a bit of an idea to everyone before we, uh, before I tell my, my, my story here, is that we usually have a nice little argument about a movie. Because mm. like, we both come at it with the same sort of angle, but we, we take a different thing away yes. from it. And it's usually the fact that you have poor taste and I don't. Um <laughs> <laughs> you really do need to join the Oz Network. You'd fit right in there with the rest of the other people's opinions on that show. No. Okay. Well, let's just 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 so we can so that audience knows, like we we actually share our same opinions on the um, Star Wars prequels. So, They're good, in other words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Last year, like, I sucks, they have a play, but no, no, no. <laughs> Far out. Hashtag Solo was better than uh, Last Jedi. But uh, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, but Solo was good, okay? <laughs> Leave it out. Fallen Kingdom. It was a good movie. Fallen Kingdom was fantastic. I enjoyed it. I, I I was going in not expecting much. Same. And was delivered a lot. Yes. So I completely agree. I, I will say, though, the first, say... It, it, it did. No, uh, how am I going to wear this? It did feel like we were going into the lost world. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I got that feeling big time actually because I like the first, so Jurassic World was like yeah you're going into Jurassic Park and then like uh, Jurassic World uh, whatever it's called Fallen Kingdom was like for me it was like this is almost shot for shot lost world for the first say half hour of the movie and then it took a really good turn the twists in it were great mm-hmm. thought they were good um and I I, I, I love Chris Pratt I love him I, I would hang out with that guy I think because like he acts the same way that he portrays his personality on the outside mm-hmm. so if, he, if that's how he normally is he's my man we're, we're good what, what about Bryce Dallas Texas 
I have a little bit of a crush on her, so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna leave that there. Interesting. Okay, fair enough. Uh, well, I have a little bit of a crush on Jeff Goldblum because I've got a pulse. So um, he wasn't in there enough. I know it was it was disappointing, but I I knew I knew going in. I read enough to know that he was only in it for a, for a cameo. But I think um, the thing that I said a lot on our Oz Network review, both spoiler free and spoiler now available via iTunes, is that. The thing that I was really worried about his cameo is that you've seen the absolute piece of shit that is Independence Day Resurgence, right? No, oh, I refuse good. to see that movie. Good, good choice. Never see it. It's terrible. Uh, the thing that, you know, Jeff Goldblum being that fantastic, but Jeff Goldblum was playing Jeff Goldblum in that movie. He was no longer playing David Levinson. He was just being a caricature of himself. So it just... He really wasn't the same character as he was in the first Independence Day. So I was worried that we were going to get that again in Jurassic World, that it was going to be like, oh, this is just Jeff Goldblum playing Jeff Goldblum. But within, you know, two seconds of him speaking, he was Ian Malcolm. So I was very yeah, but impressed. He was playing, but what, what I noticed that he was playing an older, grumpier Ian, Ian Malcolm. Like, you think in the first movie, he was like this rock star scientist sort of thing. But this one, he was like... Like, yeah, been there, man. It's like, it was like a Vietnam death. But, but like, think, yeah, been there. But, I've been there, but I think that's more, I think that's how he was in The Lost World, though. I think kind of a lot of people criticize The Lost World and sort of his turn on the character in that. But like, we again discuss this on our coverage of this on the Oz Network. I, I think that if you actually watch his character, he, in the second half of Jurassic Park, he's not the same as he is in the first half of Jurassic Park. Like, he really kind of loses that bit of a rock star vibe as soon as the T-Rex tramples all over him. So, I kind of think that the development of this Ian Malcolm character... Yeah, well, I think the development works, and it, it was believable in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. But, um, spoiler alert here for those who haven't seen the film, um, I really do not like the twist of there being a human clone in it, though. That, to me, was a bit dumb. It, it was a bit dumb, but it, it, it was, like, because... Well, the, the issue I had with that was you, that it went to this old guy character... Farmer Hoggett. ...that you didn't really know about if you hadn't read any of the books. Well, and in fairness, in the books, he was called something different, and it's not being confirmed that they're implying this is the same guy that's mentioned in the first novel, but it's all but... Like, most Jurassic Park fans say, like, look, this is the same guy uh, that Hammond did sort yeah. of have a partner in the original book. But um, it's just, like, I think I think it's a dumb twist, but in fairness, I think what this movie did a lot is it actually stayed true to the themes that Michael Crichton was trying to put out a lot more than Jurassic World did. You know, Jurassic World was a, a yeah. homage to to the movie, to the original Jurassic Park, whereas this had elements of the... absolutely had elements of the Lost World, um, but it also had a lot of the book's themes to it. It even has direct quotes from the book. Um, yeah, well, that's exactly which right. Which haven't I mean, been used, like the, so. the- well, the the biggest theme that and it came right at the end is like we've brought these dinosaurs into our world. Yeah. Now we have to learn to live with them in which, our world. Which it it absolutely sets up the sequel. Like this is probably the most I've ever looked forward to a new Jurassic Park movie because I think it just it ended in such a note. You know, Holy crap! I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Um, and yeah. and and just even the differences that like the second half of the movie brings. I know a lot of people have complained about kind of it's it's dinosaurs running around a house. Somebody said it's like the night at the museum or haunted house. But I think it's it's weird that people make complaints about that because 
you know, on, on the on the grand scheme of things, people complained that every single one of the Jurassic Park movies before this was essentially the same film, and they were. They they were the same movie. They were on an island, dinosaurs are trying to kill them, and they have to get off the island. That's essentially what every single one of the first four films was. Uh, so this is the first yeah. time that they've gone out and done something different. And I think that, yeah, like, as you're saying, kind of like living in this Jurassic world, I mean, the, the whole section of the original novel was based on dinosaurs being on the mainland and not just on an island. Um, so I, well, and well, we got even, a tease of that in the Lost World movie, which, you know, I personally enjoy, a lot of people hate, but I think that this is, is going to be, it's setting it up something exciting for the sixth part. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. No, and I think it's going to be great. Especially, like, because there's so many angles that they could take it to. And I have to say, the Mosasaurus taking out the surfer in that massive wave is one of the coolest scenes ever. Mm-hmm. But the one gripe that I had with the movie was how they, they're, they're recycling this whole thumbs up to the T-Rex to save my life bit. Yeah, yeah. That does make it. That, it's like... And, and at the same time, like, and this is the realist in me too, when there is a volcanic eruption, animals do not hunt. Hmm. They run. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you wouldn't have seen a carnotaur car, like, come at the, guy, the, the people in the, in, the, in the globe thingy, the, the, the gyro orb, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have done that. He would have been piss bolting. So there's lava coming. I'm running. The thing, and, and that's an animal instinct. The thing which is also that I think they've done as well is I think they've dumbed down the the T Rex as well as the whole um, the raptor side of things. Because like at the end of the day, these are dinosaurs, and like we had this in the Lost World and in in Jurassic Park. Like you can do, you can have a level of sympathizing with these creatures while also realizing that they're killing machines. And I think kind of the T-Rex kind of got so dumbed down in this movie that you just, it's, it's almost comic relief sometimes with the T-Rex and, and even with blue, like it just all almost comes across as just the raptor is now nothing more than a domesticated dinosaur. Like it's, there should be a level of, of fear and intrigue still about these creatures. And then it's in a rare sort of, you know, good thing Jurassic Park 3 did is the intelligence of these creatures while still, you know, kind of having that, that level with the egg of kind of compassion with these creatures, you know, it's kind of, it's, I, I'm not one of these critics who are like, oh, it's so dumb that they've trained a raptor. I think it's, it's a logical thing. You can train a dolphin. You can train a, you know, animals. Why couldn't you train a raptor? But like at the same time now, I feel just, it's too domesticated. I, I want some fear from my it, raptor. It- yeah, well, I will say one of the scariest raptor scenes ever in a, in any of the Jurassic Park movies is in the Lost World in the grass. Oh yeah, absolutely. That still scares the shit out of me. It is one of the. It, again, it just goes to like how the character, like because the raptors themselves are a character, but I think Blue is an offshoot of that character of the raptors. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is still uh, some fear level when it comes to Blue, in my opinion, because. Blue only protects uh, Pratt's character, not anyone else. Mm. Like, and it's anyone who's with Pratt. He is the only. Like, I don't know why that's worked out the way it has. Like, but I actually think that's kind of a cool aspect to it because it just shows. Uh, it, again, you have to have an. It's like with a dog. There are dogs who will attack just to attack, but their owners they will not attack. 
True. And you can see like big rot wires. And it's the same sort of thing because like, there's still that fear. I, I dare anyone to go up to a big fence, there's a big rot wire in that yard. Yes, that rot wire will probably roll around on the ground with the kids that are inside that yard, but you walk in that, you will die. Question I have to ask you then as well, just kind of slightly off topic on the topic of movies, are you excited for Ant-Man vs. the Wasp? Because I am. That's my favourite no, character Ant-Man, in the, the universe. The Wasp. Yes, I am. No, I am. I'm actually really excited for that. Well, that's uh, coming out this week. It's, it's quick, doesn't it? It's come around quickly. Well, the Ant-Man... That's the thing. Ant-Man movies are one of those little... It's a... They're like an enigma because they 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 come out... Well, the first Ant-Man came out. There was no real large marketing for it, but it is one of the best Marvel movies. It is the best. It to me, it is a, the best, Josh. That's my number one. That's my number one in the yeah. MCU. And then and it's Paul Rudd does a fantastic job of it, and we've got uh, Catherine Zeta Jones as Squeeze, Michael Douglas, and Evangeline uh, Lilly. I'll let you have that, and <laughs> I'll pay that. Swing. Hell yeah! So, but um, what was I saying before I was distracted? No, it, it's just. It's just great, and I, I have to say the the Mexican guy in there, he's probably my favorite character ever. <laughs> he's the he's just so cool. And then the, in the trailer for this for Ant Man and the Wasp, he was like, "We stole from you, yeah, and <laughs> you kept us now." It's um, <laughs> it's cool. getting good reviews too. So, um, not that generally Marvel movies don't ever get uh bad reviews, but, um, I mean, I, I'm still looking forward to a couple still coming out this year. Uh, the Freddie Mercury movie looks fantastic. Um, the, yeah, the Neil Armstrong true. one, despite the fact that Ryan Gosling looks nothing like Neil Armstrong, still looks good. Um, and also, uh, Aquaman, uh, coming out this year. So uh, I, and I'm a DC Aquaman. man still through and through. So I'm still hanging on to hope that, uh, that things can get better in the public. Cause I, I have not disliked any of the DC movies so far. But, Me either, um, and I, yeah. I, I don't understand why people hate on him. And I have to say, the scene in uh, Justice League where he's sitting on the lasso of truth and he's, like, bearing his soul to everyone was probably one of the best scenes in that movie. It was, it was awesome. Well, it was like, <laughs> the, it's it's going to be... Like, I, it's, I mean, it was filmed here, uh, where I'm living, of course, and mm. it was also... Um, I saw the boat. Well, I saw the boat covered by it when I was working at the Commonwealth Games. It was still on the lot. And we drove past one time, yeah. and somebody's like, underneath that sheet over there is the uh, boat they use in Aquaman. And uh, I've interviewed someone in Aquaman, Michael Beach, who um, was in Third Watch. He, I think, plays Aquaman's dad, I want to say. I know he's got a... Uh, uh, not like a starring role, but he's got a uh, fairly large-ish or a decent-ish role in the movie. So, um, yeah, I, I'm i looking forward to it. Because I've never read any Aquaman comics, so I know nothing about Aquaman. Okay, well, he, here's the thing. Aquaman in the comics is not cool. He's <laughs> he, he, he's very effeminate, I have to say. I don't like Aquaman <laughs> in the comics. Jason Momoa's... Uh, Aquaman, mm-hmm. that's his name, isn't it? Yeah, I yes, Jason right. Momoa. It's is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how he was in Justice League was like this is what Aquaman should be. This this dude who's a god who is awesome and like he's just cool. He's just a cool guy. Like when he like yeah, I'm just gonna go back in the ocean and finish my whiskey, throw the glass down, and just get taken by the wave. Hell, he's just badass, and that's I think that's what he that's what. The, then you've got 
The comic is one who's like, I can speak the fish. <laughs> Which I think they've gone out, they've gone out of their way to, um, to make him cool. Because I think kind of like, as someone who's never read the comics, I I knew that there was a bit of a you know a, an ongoing joke that Aquaman is lame. I mean, Big Bang Theory enough sells it that way, and I've seen pictures of it. He rides like a seahorse or something like that. So you know, I mean, yeah. Whereas like, I think they've they've gone well out of their way to make this guy cool, based purely on that. Yeah. So well, if you look at how like how awesome they made Wonder Woman, one thing Gal Gadot, far out. <laughs> marry me, please. <laughs> Would do anything to marry her. She, 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 she okay, he, this is how I'm, this is, you're going to be shocked by this. She now outranks Natalie Portman and Kevin. Oh, go away. No, like, she I, I, I would them, not, you know, wish. turn her down after a drink or two, but like, come on, now you're just drunk. Mate, I would be, you know, the full sober. She's good to go. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we've cleared that up. Uh, let's go back to cleaner things we were talking about Lost World starring uh, one of the the supporting characters in Lost World was played by Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. I watched a movie with Vince Vaughn in it tonight uh, including another um, uh, Marvel not not MCU but Sony uh, Andrew Garfield he was in this movie too I was watching it was uh, um, Hacksaw Ridge mm-hmm. have you seen that? no no, it's the Mel Gibson one though isn't it? Yeah, so it's one of his directed ones. And I might... Vince Vaughn's in it, and he plays the drill sergeant. He's an utter asshole. He's, he plays the part so well. Which, it's funny, because I read somewhere they were like, oh, and Vince Vaughn playing a dramatic role for the first time in his career. It's like, no, The Lost World. And I think he did other ones before that, too. It's kind of like, if you go back to the late 90s, before Owen Wilson became Owen Wilson... Owen Wilson's in a lot of serious roles in the late 90s. Remember Anaconda? Like, he was in, um... Yeah. Something else he was in, too. He, uh, he was in, um... Uh, yeah, the Cable uh, Guy. Um, He's not funny in The he Cable was, Guy. He was, he was also in, um... Was it, uh... Armageddon. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, well, he is. Yes, he absolutely. Was he was in Armageddon. You're right. He dies and, in it. But, but, but if you look at other, like, comedic actors, like J.C. Riley. Mm-hmm. He's in, like, Gangs of New York. Yeah. And he was in uh, The River Wild, Kevin Bacon, Joseph Mazzello, Meryl Streep. Great movie. Yeah. I I think some, like, the serious actors... Oh, sorry. So the comedian actors can pull off some of the most fantastic roles. Yeah. Like, if you look at Rain On Me, Mm -hmm. starring... um, Adam Sandler. uh, What's his name? Adam Sandler. Mm -hmm. Brilliant movie. Like, you don't expect... Adam Sandler of all of the comedic actors to play a serious role. Jim Carrey does a oh, fantastic Jim Carrey robbed job of, of an Oscar nom, at least a you know, nomination, let alone the Oscar for Truman Show. But like the thing, it's Adam Sandler. I, I read a lot of reviews about him. That I go, the I go to Man on the Moon for Adam for, um, for Jim Carrey though. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot. It, there's a lot that he's done that I think kind of gets overlooked. But um, yeah, like with Adam Sandler, like I think a lot of critics' frustrations with him is the fact that people actually know he can act. Like, it's it's not just Rain Over Me. Uh, Punch Drunk Love is often regarded as his, you know, I've never seen it, but I've, 
you know, heard enough about it that people regard that as one of his finest performances. And he, he actually did a film in the last 12 months, which I don't think got a much of a release, but there was actually a whisper that he could be on the radar for an Oscar nomination because, like, a lot of critics were, like, actually talking up him. But Adam Sandler doesn't generally give a shit about that. He just wants the money. So that's why, like, a lot of people are frustrated about Adam Sandler, that he just, he's got these capabilities. But, um, there's a Jim Carrey movie, which I've got, and I've never watched it, and I stumbled across a trailer for it the other day, and I just really want to watch it. Um, I love you, Philip Morris. It's got him and Ewan McGregor in it, and they play a gay couple in prison. Um, so. I've never heard of it. Look up movie. the trailer for it. It's actually really good. Um, it, it, that sounds like the trailer for that, uh, like the, at the start of Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. With Robert Jenny Jr. and um, <laughs> Toby McGuire. Oh, Toby McGuire. Hashtag bring back Toby. I miss Toby McGuire. Yeah, okay, yeah, Toby McGuire and Brendan Fraser. I agree. See, you'd fit very well in on the Oz Network because they're the two that we're always fighting over that we want to see in again. Um, so. Someone else I was thinking about the other day hasn't been in many movies lately and I can't remember who it was. Ben Waterworth. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. <laughs> oh, I love Eddie. Poor Eddie. Hashtag like, poor Eddie. <laughs> we were uh, me and a couple of mates. We were playing some uh, the Star Wars war game uh, the other night. There's a rule when you when you're in um, like when you're in like hand to hand combat. If you don't have a, a weapon, you, you're using your fists. And it was literally I got tapped on the shoulder by one guy. I rolled a, a dice, and according to the rules, I I I backhanded him and I killed him. So I was like, "Chuck him out there!" I'm say base. <laughs> wow okay uh, so you, so it, it, that's just like it, you should know the reference to that hopefully I, uh, uh maybe refresh me dave Chappelle. oh Chappelle show no i i only know um uh i'm rick james bitch and i also only know the um yeah, well, when he had wayne brady on it like is a- wayne brady gonna have to choke a bitch like, that's the only thing I think I've ever seen <laughs> off that show. <laughs> He's like, eat, eat your sandwich. <laughs> eat your sandwich. I need to watch that one again. I love that Wayne Brady one. <laughs> um, well, the... I, I know, I, I, on, on, on that, on that, I, I've, I've stumbled across a YouTube channel this week. Mm-hmm. Called Mike the Cop. Okay, and I, 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 he's a police officer in. No, in really, Mike the, the Cop's a police officer. Oh, but he's he's just really really cool. Like he he explains like why cops do what they do and all that sort of stuff. And um, he was like, there was someone sent him a video of this girl who was she had her feet on some seats on a train. And we all know you don't put your feet on on the seat on a train, especially if there's a cop near you. The cop ordered her to take her feet off. She chucked a lot of disrespect at him. So he was like, well, if you're not going to obey me, I'm, you're off the train. He pulled her off the chain just by, like, by her arm, didn't like throw her anything, didn't use a taser, didn't use any excessive force. And so she, was, she, she said that she was a minority. I wouldn't have picked it because she just looked like a normal white girl to me. But anyway, <laughs> this large-ass black woman came up to her. happens up and said, do you feel like a big man because you're arresting this little girl? Da, 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 da. And then she got arrested because she kept on getting in the cop's face. And then she spat on him, and now she's suing the government for wrongful arrest for assaulting a police officer because apparently spitting on a police officer is not assault. There was there was one in, um, 
uh, Sydney a few years ago where uh, a police officer arrested a person because they called the police officer a cunt. And they got away with it, like, because they found that that was okay. It's like, well, you know, and people wonder why there's no respect for the police. So it's like, you know, well, there is an actual law. You cannot, you cannot call them something that's not in the dictionary. That's the actual law. Oh, that's not in the isn't cunt in the dictionary, surely, isn't it? It, it, it no, because it's not um, because you'll find that most vulgar words besides like your basic S and F and all that sort of stuff, right? They're in there. Hmm. But the real bad ones aren't. So like so you can go off to a cup and call them a nigger if you want, but <laughs> up to you. I I I, 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 I find that would be a hard law to enforce because what version of the dictionary does the police abide that? Well according to the Oxford dictionary of two thousand and sixteen, uh the word the N-word actually appeared in there, so therefore, your response is not appropriate. Um, yeah, but when it comes to that sort of stuff, right, you have to think, what was the person doing before it happened to get the cop to arrest Yeah, them? and that's... Like, if yeah. you think normal normal person, like a normal cop wouldn't just be like, oh, you called me and I'm going to arrest you. What was happening before that? And and this is the thing that frustrates. And like, look, I am not going to sit here and claim that every single police officer on this planet is innocent. Of course, there are police officers who abuse their power and go too far. But whenever one of these stories breaks of a police abusing their power, uh, and a video emerges, and it's it's again, it's the journalist in me. It's it's whatever. It's like, well. That's only part of a video. There's more of a story to that. And there was that one, like, a few years ago where it was at the Mardi Gras and a guy got thrown to the ground violently by the police and then he appeared on all the news outlets and I was abused by the police because I'm gay and, you know, it went on forever. And then basically a bunch of witnesses or there was, like, further video that came out that basically showed this guy just, like constantly abusing police. He was just standing in their face, swearing his nut, and eventually a police officer went to grab him to try and control him, and then this person, like, slipped and fell or something at the same time. So, um... Like, I was at a nightclub once, back in the good old days of Club Surreal, and... Oh, my goodness, we, that's a flash from the past. We were waiting for a, a, a taxi, and this fight just, like, broke outside, so these cops had to come in and try and restrain them, and this one guy, we watched this guy for no, this, this security guy was just standing there, just observing the situation. This guy walked up to him and just punched him, like, this is, you know, years before the whole coward punch, you know, uh, thing in the media has happened. So this is well before that. And so the cops yeah. jumped on this guy, pinned him down, and like, cause this guy was like, just, just, he was drunk, he was just absolutely off his head. So they had to like put a boot in his head, and there was like three cops pinning him down. And I remember good old Anthony, co-host of this show, was with me. He's, like, screaming at the cops, like, police brutality. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this guy, unprovoked, punched a security guard for no reason and had to have three cops to subdue him because one cop could not hold him down. And, like, I've always said if I was braver, I'd want to be a police officer. And But maybe you don't want to because, like, who gets respect as a police officer these days? And it's... You know, they're being forced yeah, well, to wear body it, it, cameras. But, 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 Why? I don't think they should the, have to wear the, body the, cameras. 
the key word you just said is these days, and that's because we're in a society now of entitled little shits who get offended over stupid things. And it was like the thing that um, that's going on in Hobart at the moment. Let's talk about that. The, the, the mayor. inverted crosses, the dark mofo, right? Oh, right. Now, people... People started getting and 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 what that started this whole big thing with um uh the the mayor Ron Christie who's actually a friend of mine. Um, so I can't abuse him. I, I'm no, you just say you want your own opinion. I don't care. <laughs> all he said, all he said, was that the council will be reviewing the the funds allocated. Uh, he to said the a Dark little bit more than that. He also ventured his opinion that he doesn't think that it needs to be in Hobart. He also said that tourists are overrunning the city and that we need to cap the tourists coming to Hobart. And, I mean, that's just dumb. A mayor doesn't need to say that. That's stupid. (laughs) I mean, we lived in that city for a long time, Josh, and whether you like Mona or not or what it's done for the city, it's brought in a lot of tourists. And it's brought Motors any cool. any boat person no. you talk to on the mainland, and you would have experienced this. That you mentioned Hobart, they've all heard of Mona. They've either been to it or they want to go to it. I'm doing it wrong. I don't mind Mona. I I actually quite like it. I I'm intrigued by a lot of things that are there. The thing I didn't like, right, is the fact that there were symbols going up around Hobart, and. The artist himself said what it was meaning. It was a satanic thing. He didn't say anything else. The artist specifically said it is a satanic cross. Christian's gone. We that is that's probably just that, that's a little bit a little bit beyond the point. But that's offensive. Can we take them down, please? And if it was on the other side, and the Christians put something up that offended someone. The whole world would be right against them. And the thing is, there's so many double standards. That's what I'm getting at, the whole thing. But you can, put, you can put up a carrot in the city and someone's going to be offended by it. That's the thing, though. <laughs> yeah, well, the, that, that, that's the thing, though. It's like the Christians didn't... They didn't have... Uh, there was no massive um, uh, well, protest or anything like that. It was just a couple of church leaders just said, look, can you take him down? There's a petition. And it was that was it, Right. And then you have the the people who supported the move of having these crucifixes saying, oh, it doesn't mean what it means. Um, Christians just need to grow up a bit. And then me being the smartass that I am, I don't live in Hobart, so I wasn't subjected to seeing the crosses. I don't care personally, <laughs> but I'm a smartass. I like causing a little bit of fun on Facebook. And I, I, I started posting a few things, and, and I, I was trolling through the uh, the ABC Hobart uh, Facebook page, and there was one person who was saying it's not a satanic cross, it's St. Peter's cross, and I thought, all right, and I, I, I there's a, there, just so I can to explain what I did, uh, there was there, there is a variation of the swastika, which is a, a Hindu symbol of peace. Mm-hmm. Hitler just took it and and. Rambled. Just made it what he made it. He did what he did. So I, I posted the symbol, of, I posted the Buddhist symbol of the swastika, and everyone was like, oh, how dare you do that? It's anti-Semitic. Da, da, da. I went, no, it's not. That's a Hindu symbol of peace. That's what it is. This is exactly what it is. And uh, I was like, hey, just because Hitler changed it doesn't mean it's the same thing. And I was like, it's the exact same thing. And people started going, okay, fair enough. And then some smart ass goes, well, you're a Christian. 
you have crosses on your church. You do this. And I've just gone, <laughs> this is the best part about being a Mormon. We don't actually have crosses on our churches. You have Joseph We Smith. don't have... No, we don't, actually. We've got no symbols on our actual a man churches. with five wives next to him. You have Ali Schneider. That's wrong. That's Warren Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Bill Paxton. Don't make Ali Schneider uh, jokes. Was Ali <laughs> Schneider a real person or was that an actress? I don't know. Hmm. I just remember the jokes that kids used to say that on school grounds about that. Hmm. I, I, I heard a funny <laughs> joke this week. You want to hear it? Yeah, go. What do our Mexicans have under their carpet? What? Underlay, underlay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's probably racist in 2018, but I laughed at that. I got, I got a joke for you. Oh no! I don't know if I told you. Tell me if I have. Um, what is the most effective pickup line? Oh, I don't know. Does this cloth smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> I think you. Yeah, that's from that comedian, isn't it? That you. Yeah. Well, who's the comedian? <laughs> uh, Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr. Okay. Um, one thing that I did during the week, actually, uh, is um, Mallory, when we were traveling, we uh, watched the two Lando and Woodley. We watched Lando and Woodley the island, Lando and Woodley, goodbye. Uh, and she came and saw Lando and Woodley with me the other week. Fly, fantastic. Um, believe it's sold out in Sydney, so you probably won't be able to see it. But if you get down to Melbourne, Josh, see it. It's it's absolutely side splitting hilarious. It's great. Haven't lost. I any want to stab you in the face right now, just so you know. But just face stabbing. I you. made Mallory. Well, not made. She volunteered half the effort. Uh, we sat down and watched the TV show of Lionel Woodley during the week, and uh, just how good is that? Hilarious. <laughs> when was the last but time you watched it? Pardon. When was the last time you watched it, my good sir? Not long ago, because uh, my sister-in-law, so my wife's brother's um, wife, uh, we we have the same sort of humour level, and we we quite love Lena and Woodley, and... I went. She watches Gabriel Sunday, so and I went to pick Gabriel up, and she was watching it. So I sat down on the couch and started watching it together. <laughs> it's, it still it still holds up. Like it's just some of the like little one liney bits that they just have. And I just forgot all about some of the ones. <laughs> Albert Einstein. <laughs> yeah, Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. You're an on purpose Jara. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean have uh, I had a? The Easter episode's probably my favourite one. The um the bunny one with um the lisp and um Yeah the Lisp Ricky! Why won't anyone call me Ricky? <laughs> it's Father Richard. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's oh. funny. Americans don't get it. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I've got a... Um, well, Mallory's Canadian. That's why she got it and found it funny. Um, but I, I've still got to get her to watch Kath and Kim. And I'm I'm hoping that she's going to get it. Because I, I did find the American series, which I did... I remember watching about two of that episodes and gave up on it. But I want to stomach all of it. But um, There's an American series of Kath and you Kim? You didn't know... Oh, it's, it's, it's rubbish. It's, it's as rubbish as you can imagine it would be. But it went for about seven... Molly Shannon played... Cow. I like Molly Shannon. But the, the problem that they did with it... Like, I think the casting of Kath and Kel was actually fairly okay. Because um, the guy who plays Kel... Oh, he's... um. I can't remember his name, but you'd know him if he's like a Saturday Night Live guy. But you'd know him if you saw him. 
Um, the, I, I, I'm, I'm getting on the Google. Um, so Molly I'm Shannon was Kath, and she's actually pretty decent as Kath, but they got Selma Blair as Kim, and Kim's actually not meant to be hot. Half the joke with Kim is that she thinks she's hot, and she's not, whereas Selma Blair's attractive, so it doesn't work. Yeah. And they didn't... The character of Brett, they renamed to, I think, Craig or something like that. Um, but it just... They just don't get the humour. Like, they don't get what they're trying to achieve with Kath and Kim. So, yeah. And the, the problem with the American version is that um, Jane Turner and Gina Riley actually worked on it, I think, as producers. So it's not like they just took a concept and ran with it. They actually helped them with it. So, yeah. That's that's kind of sad to me. And, and how can you have a Kath and a Kim in America? Yeah. I it, would have been, it would be something like... It'd be trailer trash name, not Kath and Kim. It'd be, like... I don't know. What's a what's a what's a white trash name? Um, Shaniqua and Shaniqua Jemima. and Charlie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, something like that. Um, anything else happening? I mean, you you talked me off air. You don't really care about the World Cup. Richmond are on top of the ladder. How are Newcastle doing? I actually don't know. I haven't looked that up. Get stuff. Not that well then. Yeah, I think they're at the bottom. I think. I thought Parramatta were. Oh, I know the Knights aren't well. They're not. I think. I think they've won a game. <laughs> Why don't we beat you <laughs> last by fifty week. points? Fifty points. Um, I am going to look at it right now to see that the Newcastle Knights. You're twelfth. You've won six games. That's good. <laughs> yeah, Richmond's doing better. How is that? Like, I still, I still find it weird to look at a ladder and actually see Richmond on top. I know they won the grand final last year, but it still is weird for me to see Richmond on top of that and genuinely being there. Yeah, well, the thing is, I'm a little bit disappointed, Ben. Why is that, Dustin Josh? Martin. Dustin Martin is no longer eligible for a brown loan. Why not? He made contact with a ref. I wouldn't know he didn't, umpire, didn't he? Sorry. He's, it wasn't yeah, Dustin Martin. <laughs> yeah, it was Dustin Martin. It was... He, it, he was walking past him and elbowed him in the chest. Oh, when was this? Not long ago. I'm 100% sure that Dustin Martin is no, no longer eligible. I think, I think you're uh, thinking of someone else. I think he's uh, I think he's still eligible this year. Yeah, he escaped. Uh, no, I'm reading this now. Uh, so he yeah. did make contact, um, but he is still eligible. He has to pay a $1,500 fine. Because I knew if they hadn't, that would have been bigger news than that. So, um, yeah. So I know Nat Fife is out. So because, it's going to be between Dusty and, uh, and Dangerfield again, I think. Well, that's good. Well, it would be good if Dusty can get a second consecutive round, though, and then. Um, take the team to another grand final. Would well, be fantastic. you know, you know the the prospect, Josh. The prospect is that Collingwood are second on the ladder. How this happened, I don't know. Collingwood weren't even meant to make yeah, the I finals don't get that either. So the prospect of a Richmond Collingwood grand final, like it was bad enough last year with Richmond fans. Oh, not bad enough. I enjoyed it, but like you know, it brought great atmosphere. But you're playing Adelaide, who have a strong supporter base. But Collingwood have the most supporters in the country. They are the most supported club of any sport in this country of ours. I was watching the and Gold they, Coast... And they have so many collective names, too, yes. for Collingwood. I, I was watching the Gold Coast-Collingwood <laughs> game, and given that the Gold Coast Suns have, like, two supporters, there were more Collingwood supporters on the Gold Coast cheering for their side. That Gold Coast were getting booed when they kicked a goal, and it's their home game. So the point is, 
Collingwood versus Richmond AFL Grand Final, Bedlam. Melbourne would just be like an avoidable city that week. Um, <laughs> you, crazy. You can see like the week after, like the news, like on the on like Channel Nine news. The roads and, and the roads and highways are still closed into <laughs> Melbourne. We have no confirmed amount of survivors. The death toll is rising. I've I was pleasure <laughs> pleasure pleasure. That's a word I'm repeating a lot there. Uh, I had the pleasure of being at the grand final a couple of years ago. Of course, see the doggies win, and I mean it was just the atmosphere is something else. Of grand final weekend, it's incredible. Uh, I could have only imagined it would have been tenfold last year when Richmond made it. So I mean Richmond Collingwood. I mean. I, the only way I could see a grand final being bigger than Richmond Collingwood if it was Essendon Collingwood or Carlton Collingwood. And we know Carlton Collingwood isn't going to happen until probably you and I are both in a nursing home. Um, so, I mean, they're, I mean, they're the three biggest rivalries in AFL. Richmond Collingwood, Collingwood Essendon and Carlton Collingwood, all featuring Collingwood, funnily enough. So, yeah, I mean, the atmosphere would just be electric. This thing is like... Collingwood's one of those funny teams, though, because you're either supporting them or you freaking hate them. Which I... And then with Richmond, though. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people who don't like Richmond. That's It's a weird thing. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you grow up supporting a team and you assume that everyone loves your team. But then, you know, you grow older and you learn the truth. Like, Colton have as many haters almost as Collingwood do. So, like, we're a pretty, like... I don't know any Richmond supporter who actually likes Colton. Chris Hamley so, so, despises Colton with a passion. I despise Carlton only because you and Naomi go for it. And that's the only reason. That's, like, seriously the only reason. And then uh, my most hated team is Hawthorne. Yeah, me, same. My, my body, absolutely hatred of Hawthorne. Then it's Essendon. Then it's Collingwood. Then it's West Coast. Although I'm going to say this. I almost would put Collingwood ahead of West Coast because I am really just not liking West Coast. So where Collingwood might be my fourth least favorite team. Yeah. I think it's also like you, you despise a team based on the support. Oh, you know? yeah, absolutely. Like, Always most on the, the Geelong, most, most of the Geelong and Collingwood supporters are either Bogan, Westies, or have no see, teeth, or all of the above. I don't see it with Geelong. To me, Geelong supporters are humble supporters. Like, I mean, every club has their feral supporters, except for Gold Coast, because their two supporters still don't know what game they're watching, and the GWS supporters <laughs> are just being paid by the AFL to support the team, so they don't count. But, like, legitimately, Geelong supporters, to me, like, even when they were the best side in the AFL, they, they weren't this in-your-face, like, Hawthorne, oh, we're going to Hawthorne, we're going to win enough, shut the fuck up. Like, whereas, you know, Geelong remained humble throughout the... Like, when Brisbane won three in a row, like, Brisbane finally realised they had an AFL team. So, oh, we have a team, shit, we're winning. Oh, okay, go, Brisbane, go, Brisbane. And that's what they're like here. It's fun, <laughs> it's fun going to a Brisbane yeah. Lions game here, actually, because, like, their supporters, it's kind of like... You know, going... Like, if you took someone who'd never seen Star Wars to see Star Wars, right? And they saw a couple of them and they, they enjoyed them. So they went and saw the new one and they're like, yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan. And yet you, they're sitting next to, you know, you or me who knows everything about it. Like, they're a fan, but they're not they're they're not that knowledgeable. That's what Brisbane supporters are like when you're at the Gabba. Yeah. They're like, oh, go Lions, kick a goal. <laughs> Where it's like, I'm there going like, dude, you missed the goal, but sure, you support you. Like, 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 saying with that Star Wars thing, right? There are little things in Han Solo that made me go, "Wow, that's awesome!" And there was one throw, one throwaway line that that um, the chick said. And it was after she kicked the crap out of that person in that in that office, and that's where she goes, "Oh, I've been trained in." Um, 
Taraskasi, which is that that all come from a stupid PlayStation game back in the day where it was uh, it was like Tekken but Star Wars. Mm. And they called it the Masters of Taraskasi, mm-hmm. and it. It was awesome. Fantastic game. I used to play the crap out of it. It was a crap game, but it was fun at the same time. Um, and like, There was probably, say, two or three of us in the cinema who went, oh. Like, but then uh, I remember when I took... So the only James Bond movie the name he's ever seen was Skyfall. And when we when we went to the cinema to see that, and that, that scene where he opens up the, the storage garage and the Aston Martin is just sitting there, everyone in the cinema, bar my wife, just went, yeah. <laughs> And she's like, what a piece of shit. Everyone's like, boo, boo that woman, boo. <laughs> a bear's got no power windows. <laughs> Um, that she actually asked me, she, she elbowed me, she said, what's so good about that car? <laughs> and I'm just going, you fucking what now? Get out of my life. <laughs> go away. Uh, before we let you go, Josh, any anything else you wish to report about anything? Oh, the right? Blues one. <laughs> oh. of origin. Yeah, that only took you like, what are we, like 30 minutes into this chat? <laughs> You know, you know the funny thing is, is that um, the other day when I uh, went into the city, as in Brisbane, uh, on the bus on the way back, we pulled up to this bus stop, and there was a guy sitting there in a New South Wales Origin jersey. Um, <laughs> Brave guy, right there. Which, well, I, well, I do say though, like it's, um, it is a great atmosphere being up in a state where it actually is happening. So, like you know, when you go to a shopping centre, like the day of it, you know, you go past all the stores and they've got all their colours out and. You know, like, because Game 3 is here in, uh, what, like, a week and a half, and I really, really want to go. The tickets are, like, $170, and but now that it's, a, you know, kind of like a, a dead rubber, I'm hoping that there will be people just not going and I can get a cheaper ticket. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, well, I, I want to go for the atmosphere. Things, One of my favourite things, though, in that time, like, in it's, it's more up north, like, near Newcastle and uh, anything north of Sydney. You go to the bakeries, like the local bakeries, and they'll have like the blue, like they'll have muffins not with the blues colours on it, and they're like a dollar for a muffin. And then they've got the Queensland ones <laughs> mashed up in these little containers, <laughs> 50 bucks. <laughs> we... And they're like, they've made them, and they've just went... Mallory and I have, like, random cheeseburger bets. So, like, you know, it would just be something stupid. Like, we're we playing a card game or something like that. If I win, you owe me a cheeseburger. And, like, it just, it's an ongoing thing. I currently owe her 36 cheeseburgers, but we won't get into why that is. But, um, <laughs> so we went to... <laughs> we went... <laughs> I'm sorry. I, my mind just went gutter. It just went It's probably there. an appropriate place to be. But we went to um, a shopping centre on the day of, I think, might have been game one. And I'm like, I bet you we will see, like, you know, so many people wearing Queensland, you know, and every time we see someone in Queensland colours, you've got to give me a cheeseburger. I'm like, well, that's not fair. Like, you know, she's like, how about we make the bet that if I see somebody in a New South Wales colours, you know, I get a cheeseburger. I'm like, okay, fair enough. And I said, but you can not allow to count, like, if you see, like, a shop assistant wearing it because they're getting into the vibe or whatever. It's got to be an actual person. So, like... Walking through the shopping center, like we probably saw like fifteen people wearing a Queensland jersey or a shirt or a hat. You know, it was again the atmosphere was great. As we were leaving, this woman walks past in a light blue fucking shirt, 
And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And so I had to order a cheeseburger because of that. I'm like, fuck you, New South Wales. It's <laughs> <laughs> it was an all right game to watch. To be honest, it was a, it was it wasn't one of the best Origin games to watch, but it was all right. I I watched like half of it. I know I'm in the state. I'm meant to sit down and watch it, but uh, I just I eh, it's just rugby league to me. It's just uh, if the sharks are in the finals, I'll sit down and pay attention. You know, the grand final, I went. It's just, I don't know. We went and we saw the Sharks play, uh, who did they play? Penrith, when we went to uh, Shark Park in Cronulla. That was an interesting step. That's, that's my brother's team. Well, he's he goes, a smart, smart boy. Um, Pen- Penrith? <laughs> oh, Penrith. Oh, Penrith are like my fourth team, because uh, my family lives at Penrith. And we were actually The, the only thing Penrith good about Penrith, uh, there's only one thing good about Penrith, and that is the way New Zealanders pronounce it. That's it. Penrith. Penrith. Oh, Penrith. But we, um, so the the good thing about living in this place here, of course, is that I get to go to games when my teams come here. So this Saturday, uh, Carlton are playing Brisbane at the Gabba, and I've somehow managed to score four free tickets to it. So clearly, the you know, both teams have, it, it is literally the bat- battle of the bottom of the ladder, because Carlton are last and Brisbane are second last. <laughs> um, all, all, all I'm thinking about is Cartman going, Cripple fat! <laughs> and then, and then in I think like three weeks after this Saturday, Carlton play Gold Coast, uh, and then Cronulla are coming up to play the Broncos uh, in July or the beginning of August. So I'll go and watch the uh, the Sharks. I've never been to SunCorp Stadium. I I hate the Broncos. Like I generally I like Queensland sporting teams. Even before I lived here, I actually kind of always had soft spots for them. But to me, the Broncos are the Collingwood of the NRL. I cannot stand the Broncos. Which I shouldn't say too loudly because I reckon the villagers are going to come with their pitchforks very shortly. Yes, they will. And let's bring this conversation full circle. We we were talking about Jurassic Park early on. My first ever ever like I was thinking about this the other day because like we were talking about the like first time you saw Star Wars, first time you saw that, and the first time I saw Jurassic Park, my mum taped it off TV for me, and there was three ads in that entire thing that still stick with me, and there was one with. Uh, 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 for Han Ice, I don't know, there was an old, uh, the beer, it was, um, and, and there was a, the Abominable Snowman, was it? And then it was the Ford Explorer. <laughs> there was an ad for the Ford Explorer. And then there was another one for, uh, I think it was Snickers. It was about the guy who painted the, the Brisbane Broncos logo on, on their, on their ground. And he'd misspelt it, and the guys go, "Oh, hey, mate, it looks good, but uh, who are the Bonkos?" Well, that was yeah, that was, was that Snickers, because um, it, it, it was it was it was a chocolate bar. I can't remember but what it was because they've done lots of versions of that because they did one for the AFL where it was for the Adelaide Crows, and they got there and like, "Oh, good job, mate, yeah." But who are the cows? Um, and then because it was based off a US ad for one of the American NFL teams, I can't remember who it was, but it um, been for the Broncos. It would have been. It would have had to have been for the Broncos. Yeah, but it was just. It, yeah, I remember. I remember the AFL version of that one. It's funny you mentioned about Jurassic Park. I was six years old when I saw that. We went to the cinema and saw it, and I remember people running out of the cinema with their hands over there, like just screaming, like literally leaving the cinema. That's how you, people. You know that movie still still holds a world record for the largest ever puppet used. Is I think Spinosaurus broke that in Jurassic Park three. No, because it wasn't. It was they only used like the head and the claws. They had a full freaking T Rex. Yeah, but I think I think you think it's the other way around because we covered this on our episodes that they used it was a full Spinosaurus, and that broke the record. I'm gonna Google that later. Do it. 
<laughs> Josh, it's always fun. Thank you for joining us, and I'm sure we will talk to you again soon. Thank you, Vagina. You know you get excited when I hit this button. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Oh, lyrics of forgetfulness. That's right. We are bringing you some lyrics to forget. Forget the lyrics, in other words. Uh, 2012 was a year that we've already heard from a lot this episode. Apparently, I like to keep saying 2012. Uh, I managed to do a Forget the Lyrics to the classic Duran Duran song, Hungry Like the Wolf. Hitting the ping pong each side of the net. Gonna make sure that we don't get wet. Hit the ball and the ball and the ball and the ball and the ball. When I was little, I said to my mum... I'm gonna go to the Olympics and not get my bum. Oh, hit the ball, hit the ball, hit the ball, hit the ball, hit the ball. That looks said it all. I said I'm gonna play the sport of table tennis. Yes, she said you're stupid. I moved out of home, made the Australian Olympic team. I'm on the plane to London. I'm really, really good. If I finish in the top 300, I'm a success. The sport of table tennis in Australia is gonna take off for these Olympics. It's it's getting to the point. (laughs) In the first round, I play up against India. I beat him in two sets because he was a dud. 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 In the second round, I beat Kazakhstan. But in the third, I get bumped out by China. Cause they're good, cause they're good, cause they're good, cause they're good, cause they're good. Competing in the Olympics, in table tennis, people did laugh at me. But I say to them, play better than Ben. It is table tennis in London. Watch us on TV, forget about swimming. I am sexier than James Magnuson. Sport of table tennis, coming to you soon. It's better than 50 shades of grey. No. <laughs> if that made you hungry like a wolf, then you are going to believe that you can fly by hearing myself and John Howard duet to I Believe I Can Fly back in 2012. Oh, oh missing the singing. Oh, I love this song. Alrighty. I like to watch the tennis on TV. Just sitting around in me undies with my family. <laughs> Whoops. I'm going for Leighton, but he darted out in the first round. Dud! But now I want the Murray kid to pound him. Oh yeah, if he can win it, then he will be good. Oh, he will be. And if he can beat Djokovic, then he will smash a wood. 
I believe Murray can win. He'll make you win and he'll make you thin. He thinks about it every day and week. Gonna turn the other cheek. Oh, Johnny, go! I believe he can win. This song will go number one in Uzbekistan. Go, Johnny, go. Go, Andy. Whoops, wrong person. Ben, do you want to take over? All right, John, I think you've uh, you've had your say. Good job, though. I'll give you a, a, a golf clap. There we go. That's a golf clap. Um, so my, my go. All right, John's, John's saying, all right, here we go. Watching the tennis on TV is fun when you're with yourself. Not with your family, your undies, John. Making sure that you get some alcohol from the top shelf. See, I can rhyme too, John, in your face. I'm hoping that in the women's that Kim Clijsters can win. Win a lot. And maybe in the men's that Murray will... Yeah, well, you said, John, he can go thin. Oh, 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 if he can do it, then he'll be better than Leighton Hewitt, who could never win the Aussie Open, because he was a dud. That doesn't rhyme, but oh well. I believe the tennis is over on Sunday. Get excited if you hate the sport. You're sick of watching it every night and day. You're sick of missing out on home and away. It's time to change the channel to the cricket. Because even Andy Murray can't win that on that wicket. I believe it's time to end the song. Ooh! Johnny, press nut. Trevor, thank you. And also, if you believe in bad, forget the lyrics, then how about hearing Anthony's uh, bad attempt back in 2012 with uh, his version of I Believe in You. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> um. What did you do? You don't want me to skip it? Well, it's taking forever. Oh, the intro. Yeah, the intro. Hello. Oh, sorry. Up in the air, I'm flying. A broken plane, I cannot fly. The cats down below, all in my way uh, again. Don't you know? It. I fly here, Bagroff. Follow the overpass. Make sure your wings get underneath it. Now, land it safely on top of a car. If you can't, then a tree will do. It will do. Follow the bridge. <laughs> um, an angel of kindness. Um, <clears throat> do. I believe, I believe I could. Oh, Ben, you got the things wrong. Wrong <laughs> Oh. Two Tony Rad, two Seal. <laughs> I still don't even know if I know that song after all these years, but uh, anyway, you heard all those and you are the better for it. <laughs> We're back. 
And Are it's we? Time to close things off. Uh, we published today online our deleted scenes from the Brink Unleashed Nine Rejuvenation, which features such classic scenes as Mallory doing things and Ben doing things. There's a lot of like deleted scenes from us in Perth and Sophie and shit that we didn't make the cut. I think there's us swimming, you eating food in your bikini. and I uh, really need to watch these. Yeah, you do, probably. Yeah, I do. You probably won't like the fact some of them are online. Oh, goodness. Um, but it's been a fun-filled episode filled with riveting entertainment that has not taken your eyes away from your phone. Riveting at all. We played Bananagrams. What we was did. I love Bananagrams. I mean, it's fun, but it's frustrating <laughs> because, like, just as I'm about to bloody well do good and it's like peel, peel, boonga da boonga, zunga dunga. Um, <laughs> what I'm talking about. A boot. I'm talking a boot. Uh, so when you're back home next month, yes, with me hopefully if I'm still around, I don't know. You probably keep me away by then. Yes. Um, wow. Oh, okay, that hurts my feelings. What's um, the question? Oh Jesus, she's so snappy about this. Damn it, he's found out my plan. Um, are you gonna like run this more and like interview people and run this more? Run this more. Is that this this being a podcast. That yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, am I supposed to say yes to this? Were you meant to be like outgoing and energetic about talking to your local brethren? I am so outgoing and energetic about talking to my local brethren, but probably not. No, you're not going to like interview people and be like, hello, this is John. He rides a moose to work and oh licks maple syrup off a tree daily. <laughs> well, that's what our listeners think of your country. I know different because I've been around you guys a lot, but that's really sad, guys. But I mean, it's a stereotype. It's it's figure different. it out. Figure it. What now? Shut up. Figure it out. Um, close us out. What do you, What do you want to say? People should do before you close it out. Now? I think that people should think about following us on Twitter, mm-hmm. liking us on Facebook, mm-hmm. subscribing to us on YouTube, not on Instagram. But not on Instagram. No. What about Tumblr? Tumblr? Tumblr. Do you ever use Tumblr? Isn't that pictures? It's like where, like, 13-year-old girls post sexy pictures of, like, who's the hottest guy right now? Like, Harry Styles or something? Harry Styles? I don't know. Who's the the in guy at the moment? Justin Bieber still? No, like, I'm talking about, like, 13-year-old pubescent girls. Not like, you know... Ryan Like, he's he's up there, but, like, 13-year-old girls don't know who he is. He's too old for them. Okay, Ryan Reynolds is getting whispered a lot. Um, <laughs> and you should also leave a comment saying that Mallory has a nice snibby. Because she does. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's up there with the ones I've seen. Um, I feel like we need to clarify what a snibby is. Well, please, enlighten it's our listeners. A, uh, what are they called in the normal world? A hair scrunchie. Scrunchie. A scrunchy. A scruncheroo. A scruncheroo. A scruncheroo. A That's a little bit of a Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Uh, next week on the show, um, where are we are hoping do, 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 do. that Mallory will stop singing. <laughs> um, we are hoping to bring you some ice hockey coverage. Now we we can't confirm this. Uh, we're in the midst of trying to get things locked down. <laughs> but uh, a few years ago, a lot of our listeners remember we travelled to Melbourne for the. <laughs> 
Australia, uh, the USA, Canada. Let's turn this off for a moment. Uh, the Canada USA ice hockey series, and it's uh, here in Brisbane. So we're hoping to get access to it again, but uh, at the moment we're just waiting to sort of get some things confirmed. So, uh, are you excited to potentially see your beloved Canadian D-list ice hockey players play on the ice? Your Australian guy will be here. Nathan Walker, yes, who's been on the show before. Nathan Walker. Um, who would you be rooting for between Canada and the USA? Well, as a Canadian. Oh, shit, you're Canadian, eh? Yep. Most uh, likely Canada. State of Origin next week, too, here in Brisbane. Mm-hmm, Did you get me a ticket mm-hmm. yet? Nope. Did you write off to find getting me a ticket? Yep, right, there you go. Um, do what she said to do before, but don't Scooby-Doo it. Do it. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. You should Scooby-Dooey do it. you? Well, well. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, Scooby-Doo-y-doo. would you like to close us out you? with our actual closing? Do-do-do-do-do-do. No? Good night, Hobart. That's not it. <laughs> That's a lazy version. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Keep sucking those. Where are Doobly do oranges, so Hobart, and Scooby, Scooby do it. Where are Good Scooby night. Boom, 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 boom.